Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Marsha. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I'm great, Ryan. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Excited to talk to you. So let's kick this off. Please tell my audience of Morning Upgraders you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us something that you are grateful for right now. Mm, who I am. I My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, author, publisher, and really dive into sharing vulnerable stories. That is who I am and what I do. And I love working with people when it comes to those vulnerable stories because we're so connected by the work that we get to do. And I am grateful for my health and for being here today. Excellent. And how'd you get into this line of business? I actually got into this line of business. It's funny how life will lead us and direct us sometimes, but I was in a space where we were parents dealing with teen substance abuse. I found myself getting super, super small and, you know, shame was taking over the wheel. And I found myself really trying to figure out how to navigate a difficult time and find my voice and find my message. And through a number of twists and turns, I hit a point where I started to realize that I wasn't the only person who was struggling and that there's a lot of power in our stories and we could really make a difference if we could start to share it. So it grew organically probably about nine, 10 years ago. And I just started sharing between stages and eventually podcasts and then multiple books and it just grew. And so during those years, I was actually working full time in my job, trying to keep my job as a registered kinesiologist. So I was very much in the healthcare field. And then up until the pandemic hit, my job was gone and never came back. And it was like, okay, I guess we're diving into this full time. So that's how it, it shifted three years ago. Man, uh, so many questions, but Mm-hmm. Good for you for, you went from going small to like <laughs> go, the opposite of that, <laughs> like books and podcasts and like the complete opposite of where you started. So um, um, that's really com- cool. Completely. And like a complete opposite. And it is really funny because, I mean, I didn't want to show up or share. I was just trying to hide for the longest time to the point where my book cover is actually a full picture of my face. So it's like, wow, I went from hiding to literally like throwing my face and name and message out there everywhere. How is your relationship with your son or daughter now? It was my two boys who went through it. And I actually credit doing a lot of this work on myself to helping to build and rebuild a relationship with both of them. And they're incredible young men. They're 25 and 24. And doing a lot of this work and the work that I'm very committed to has helped me to learn how to forgive, let go, love them for who they are, stop trying to micromanage, fix, control everything. It changed my life for the better. And it really allowed me to step into the work that I know I meant here. I meant to do here. Amazing. Good for you. It's really cool. Let's go to your mornings. You wake up and what do you do? Well, and it's interesting if I can share, this is, so when I first, when I had my full-time job, 
before the pandemic, I mean, I was seeing clients at 6 a.m. five days a week. So people would say, what's your morning routine? I'm like, I'm just getting up at 4.30 every day for work. And, you know, I would get to myself later in the day. And when the pandemic happened for me, it was, you know, I just turned 50 and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, I'm going to be designing my days. And I started to see that, wow, I don't ever want to go back the other way that I was doing things because now I have time and space for me in a morning routine. So, you know, for me, typically it is just, uh, I'm up most days by 5.30 and out the door with my dog probably by 6.30, out for a good 45 minute walk all year, all year long. And then um, it's always a podcast, a book, and something to kind of get my, just my brain in a good space. And then I usually come back and I do my own workout. I do, you know, journaling, I will do reading. It's, it's a mix of the toolbox of things that I love, but I just pull from different things at different times of the day, but the walk and workouts typically happen in the morning. And if they don't, I'll come back to the workout later in the day. You said 45 minute walk. And then, so your, it sounds like your routine is probably like about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, I would say my routine could be even an hour and a half to two hours. And then sometimes I even have to start my day earlier just to fit that in. But I do my best to at least give myself an hour or two before I start with the things that I feel like I, you know, that I need to do. Yeah. We were talking before we start recording, but I've, I'm, a, I'm always tinkering with my morning routine. Yep. Um, I just can't help myself. And, uh, and I've, I've found I, I'm the same way. I, I'll fit things in throughout the day, like exercise, for example. I used to have that as part of part of my morning routine, and it started feeling forced. I started not yeah. looking forward to it, and so now I don't do it. It's part of my morning routine, and I do you know martial arts a couple times a week, and then I do I do my meetings while I walk and some other things. So I've just got to find what works best for you. You know, tinker and experiment. Yeah, exactly. And I do think it's it, it's just really interesting when you start to to. I think it's important to pick the routine and then tinker with it. But also, you know, there for the longest time when it came to morning routines, it was like, this is what it has to look like. That's what we kept hearing. And I mean, when I was in my other job there, that wasn't even possible. And then even now it's like some, my days do tend to be different. My husband always teased me. He'd be like, really, it must be nice to start work at 10. And I'm like, but sometimes I'm still working at six or seven at night. So I look at my day and if I have a long day, then I don't start until later. And if it goes late at night, then my next morning doesn't start until later. So I have built some flexibility to work with what my schedule is, but definitely I tune in and I ask myself, what do I need every day? Like I woke up yesterday, super tired. I was supposed to do a workout and I was like, nope, today needs a longer walk. And, and so I just check in with what is going to serve me today, but it's definitely always pouring back into something that I need support with. Yeah. It's the freedom of choice, you know, Hmm. making it work for you. I mean, I'm right now in a mode mode with my morning routine where I'm, I'm trying to dial into doing a routine that I really want to do in the morning that I actually look Mm -hmm. forward to. Mm -hmm. And so my morning routine now is eating a bowl of ice cream when I first wake up, you know? No, it's not that. Because that's what but, you uh, want to do. <laughs> but no, it's like more like just relaxing, reading, visualization, yep. meditating, that, that kind of stuff. Things that really like fill my soul up. Um, and I get to exercise in later. I'm just tinkering with that kind of routine where I really, really, really honestly look forward to it. And so. You know. I think that's more important than trying to check off all the boxes, right? Of what you think is supposed to happen. 
I didn't even mention that, but you, when you said it, I have been pretty consistent with a meditation in the morning. Sometimes it's five or 10 minutes and sometimes it's longer. I will do a hypnosis at night. Like everything that makes me feel like a better version of me, I just keep adding it in throughout the pockets of the day. And I know a lot of people say, well, I don't have time for that. It's like, I just, I, I take it from other things that aren't important. Like I continually check in with what do I need support with today? And if that means it's like a breathwork session and some meditation, then that's what I'm doing. Well, let's talk about your business. I got a few mm-hmm. questions. It'll probably take us to the end of this conversation, assuming I don't forget the questions. But my first question is, for anyone listening, can you give us a sneak peek into your day-to-day for the business? So you're an author, coach, speaker. You help people, <laughs> I guess, parents that, are, that were in similar situations as you. Um, and so what is your tip for anyone listening that's interested in something like this? Uh, can you give us a glimpse of like a typical day for you? And then I'm also just curious, like revenue, like how do you not you know, not the amount of course, but like how do you actually make money? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I first, you know, when again, the pandemic happened and I jumped into this full time, it was literally like, (laughs) it's just throwing spaghetti in a wall. I was working like 12, 15 hour days trying to figure it out. And I was like, this is not working. And I was also like, I release three podcast episodes a week. I'm probably on four to five as a guest a week. And I probably have, you know, recording, batch recording. So I am podcasting, but I really have found a rhythm in that I, you know, most, almost all of my podcasts will land on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I've, and typically even Monday, Tuesday, and I'll batch record, I'll do things like that. And I've just learned to stay in that energy as opposed to, you know, do a podcast, coach a client, go back and forth. It was just, it was just too scattered. So I've, I've done that and batched my days my coaching calls tend to be on like a Wednesday and a Thursday. Fridays, my calendar is blocked every single week. It doesn't mean that I don't work, but I do block it because it's kind of my catch up. What do I need? Batch for social media, et cetera, things like that behind the scenes. And I'll take calls as needed, but it really allows me to kind of catch up. So I've just packed a lot of my week into that four days. So it looks like that. And then once a month, um, at least once every five weeks, I, the week is blocked off. It's not that I don't work. It's just that my calendar is not open and it allows me to get caught up on things because with, with my calendar open in so many areas, it's, it's, if I don't block time, then I mean, it's just, it can be all over the place, right. With bookings. That's just taken a lot of time and work to figure out what works for me calendar wise, income wise, business wise. I do a lot of different things. I have some one-on-one clients. I am an NLP trainer, so a neuro-linguistic programming trainer. So I actually run my own certification and it's called Outspoken to teach people how to like use their voice and use the tools of NLP to help them with healing, overcoming, limiting beliefs, et cetera. So I teach that certification. So I run that. And then I'm also working with a few solo authors and helping them to edit and get their story, especially vulnerable stories, together for a book and publishing. So we're just branching into um, publishing right now. Oh, it sounds like you have a lot going on. Um, I do. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's under there's multiple uh, streams of revenue, and it, it sounds like everything's very structured. But the calendar blocking, 
Uh, I like it. Is that, have you evolved into that? I'm guessing, yeah. or did you have someone that was teaching you how to do it? I evolved. I did get very curious trying to learn and listen. Like I listen to, I have a few podcasts I listen to regularly. I have people that I learn from, I have mentors and it was like, I knew my way wasn't working. I felt so scattered all the time because I was like a little bit of this, then I'm back over here and I'm back over here and it was just too much. So now it's really specific in how those days flow and what they are. So it's made a big difference. You know, if all of a sudden I've got to get caught up on some podcast interviews and batching, I know there's like an hour and a half coming up on a Monday that I can easily get that caught up. And the nice thing is then is like, you know, we all have a lot of ideas and stuff in our head. When those ideas pop up, I look at it and go, no, that's on Monday's calendar. Like you're good. You don't have to worry about it. There's a time for it. So for me, blocking has made such a huge difference. Do I always a hundred percent follow it? No, but I do my best. At least it gives me a framework and it allows me to have a lot of different things. I I've always had a lot of different aspects to what I do business wise, but I don't think without having this kind of setup and schedule. And I have a team of two people who are like, I'm definitely a visionary ideas. If I didn't have them, half of this stuff wouldn't get done. I own that. I don't even pretend to try and do it on my own. So, you know, it's just, it's been a beautiful evolution. Yeah. And I imagine like you, you kind of have to have the structure because you went from healthcare with, I'm sure a very regiment schedule, waking up super early to then having your business where it's a clean slate and you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do. So that that yeah. structure, I would imagine it'd be kind of, be very tough. It was messy. And I actually, in the beginning, it, it took me a few months and I'm like, okay, wait, you've spent 28 years in a super regimented job, like hour by hour, new client, paperwork hours, like everything was very structured. And so it got to the point where it was like, that just doesn't like, you have to find a way and it's still evolving and, you know, working, but it really has made a tremendous difference because my energy is different focus when I'm interviewing somebody in a podcast, right? Or if I'm a guest on a podcast, then it is if I'm like doing backend work on my website, completely different. So structuring it into pieces and time is, has been incredibly helpful. What you do now, is this the kind of thing where if you had a billion dollars in the bank, you would still do this? It's a great question. And my answer is yes. I've actually people, I've had that asked a few times and it's so interesting because my husband and I'd say those things all the time. Okay. So if you won this money, what would you do? And I'm like, you know what? I would do exactly what I would, I'm doing now, except I would build my team more so that I could just stick with like, when I record podcasts, I'm going to do the audio and then they do everything else, you know? So it's just, I can stay right, stay right in the same zone. And Yeah, it's taken me, I would say it's taken me most of my lifetime to be able to navigate into this field. I know my story and what I walked through, my experiences were required for me to be able to do the work that I do now. But it's, I would still do the exact same thing, even if I had like a million dollars in the bank. I would, I would probably not stress about some other things, but um, (laughs) I would still do the same work. All right. I'm good. I'm glad you answered that way because I was setting myself up for the second to last question I'm going to ask you before we wrap up. So, so someone's listening and they have a, a story where they know they can help people. They've gone through something or whatever the case is, and they want to share that story with people and kind of evolve into what you've evolved into. What general recommendations do you have for them to get started and uh, take that leap? 
That's a great question. I think that if somebody's listening and they have that moment there that they say, I feel like my story could do something good. Like I feel like I could do something with it. Then you're already having that drop down because you're meant for it. Like you're capable and ready and meant for it. I understand that it can be scary. I understand that it can be a lot of unknown, but you're already qualified. And so that's the first thing I would say. And second is to surround yourself with people, mentors who have done the work that you desire to do. Because when it comes to sharing a vulnerable story, I didn't have a lot of support. I mean, being real back even seven years ago, people didn't talk about difficult stories. And so it was really a scary roller coaster of learning how to navigate everyone and their thoughts and opinions and fears. So having mentors that can support you, communities, groups that can support you can make such a big difference. And whether it's me or whether it's somebody else, you'll find more and more people are sharing more of who they are and their stories. So whether you, I mean, I've just happened that I've done it through podcasting, speaking, writing, and publishing and coaching. You don't have to do all five of those. Like eight years ago, I had a mentor say, that's crazy. You can't do that. And I'm like, why can't I do that? Like, because you can only pick one thing in business and you have to follow through with that. And I'm not a great rule follower. (laughs) It's just like, why can't I? I don't know why I can't. Maybe it will grow differently, but I think, so there's a lot of different ways that you can work to share a vulnerable story, but definitely surrounding yourself with mentors and people who have done that. It really starts to show you what's possible. Excellent advice. Very helpful. So now I want to transition to the last question and then we'll wrap up with you telling everyone how they can connect with you. They want to learn more about you. Um, So my last question is about the meaning of life. It's a personal question, of course, because my meaning is different than your meaning and and so forth. So through your lens and what you and all your experiences thus far, uh, what is the meaning of life? Hmm. What a great question. I think the meaning of life is that we all come here with gifts and things that we can use to help others. I really believe that the more people we can reach out and help and make a difference, it just elevates all of us anyways. So yes, I think to take care of yourself, yes, to make yourself as a priority, but I do believe that collectively we're here to think outside of ourselves and to make a difference in the lives of others. And we can't do that if we're hiding in shells of who we are and judging everything that we've walked through. So I believe we're here collectively to help others. It's a great answer because that's the life that you were living. So yeah. That's a great question. I love it. How can people reach out to you and connect with you? The easiest way is if you even go to Google and start typing Marsha Van W, everything that pops up is me. So all of my social media links to Marsha Van W. My podcast is called Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. All of my books are available on Amazon. And you can see me anywhere on social media being fairly active every single day. Awesome. Thanks, Marsha. Great job. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.